going on everybody welcome to another episode of your intention matters the podcast thanks very much for listening to this episode my name of course is still palmadot today i have saeed Assad hussein he is vp sales coming to us from a company called hubstaff in warsaw poland first of all saeed are you in warsaw or just poland where are you at <laughs> i'm in warsaw that's the capital in poland you're, yes. you're in warsaw well listen good to meet you man thanks for being here likewise thank you so much for having me you bet how'd i do on the name Oh, you did quite well. I mean, most people don't, but that's fine. I'm I'm just used to it at this point. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I got it then. Well, listen, do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro, and uh, then we'll jump into your episode here. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Saeed. Like Paul mentioned, I've been in sales for over nine years now. I started my career in sales back in 2012 when I came to Poland. It was actually just because lack of money. I just needed a job. Turned out I got a job in a SaaS company, started out as an SDR and pretty much built my way up to the top if I consider this to be a top. So yeah, I've been working out in sales. That's the only thing I know how to do well. And yeah, so super happy to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And so, you know, Saeed, as we were speaking before I hit record, we're talking about the title of the podcast, Your Intention Matters, and it all starts with mindset and intention. Nothing is really given to us, and most of us in the world of sales never thought we'd even get into sales. There was no vision as a kid. I want to be a salesperson when I'm nine, right? So we kind of fall into it. And so with that said, let's jump into your story, and let's have some fun. You ready to go here? Yeah, sure. Let's right, let's good. dive into it. Um, all right. So, so let's I mean, go back in time then. Okay. Let's go back in time. We'll go back to uh, you were at um, the University of Poland for economics, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, it's, it's University of Economics in, in, in Poland. So yeah, it's in the Poland. only one. So Okay, good. And so let's go back. Well, what, when did you graduate? Well, I graduated in 2015. 2015. Okay, 2015. Bachelor's International Business and Economics. Uh, mm-hmm. When you were going to school for that designation and, and that background, um, did you have sales on your mind then? Did you have something different you thought you'd be doing? Kind of where were you at? Yeah, well, I wasn't really good at studies, um, to be really honest. My Maji, she just wanted me to get a degree and she she handed me a couple of thousand dollars. She said, just you're out, uh, you're on your own. I was 18 back in the day. I came to Poland. By the time I hit month two, I ran out of money. So huh. I was just like, I was just trying to find a job and any job. I applied to so many different places. Um, I didn't even know what sales was, to be really honest. I didn't know what CRM was, what cold calling is, cold emailing, outreach, and so on yeah. and so forth. Um, and I, and I, the only person or the only company that reached out to me or replied back was somebody from Usability Tools. And they said, hey, you know, we'd love to have a chat with you. So I got this job, I think, month four uh, when I was in Poland. Um, I stopped going to university. I literally just used to go work every day in the morning, late till the evening. Um, I had a ferocious uh, work ethic is how my CEO back in the day called it. So I just went in and, and, and pretty pretty much I was just going to university to give the exams just to get my degree to really honest. So it, when I was there, I wasn't really studying. Right. I was just going to work. Um, and, and the university was gracious enough and the professors were gracious enough to to, to let me go through the whole course without even end, attending a single class um, if, if I kept my grades up. So yeah, I, I'm really blessed to be able to study in that university and have that flexibility to just kind of like work full time and still still have this degree, which satisfied yeah. my ma. Well, and, and that's key, right? 
Yeah, that is. Right. So uh, let me ask you this, man. How did you get to Poland? I, I, I'm making an assumption here, but I don't think you were mm. born there. Your name doesn't sound Polish to me. So, but you tell me, how'd you get to Poland? Were you born there? Or yeah, absolutely. You, you were? No, no, no. no. Uh, I was born in Pakistan. Um, okay. About a month later, um, my mom and my dad, they all immigrated to Ireland. That's what I was raised for a good part of my life. Um, and uh, yeah, I hit 18. My mother was like, hey, son, let's have a chat. Uh, we were eating ice cream and she told me the reality is this is the amount of money I have in my savings. It was about like $1,700. She said, this is what you have. Find a country and get a degree. So I started looking for, I just wanted to live in Europe. Um, and I started looking at different countries. Turned out Poland seemed pretty good. It, it had a good party scene. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and I was just young, stupid. Um, and, and I just wanted to just go ahead and go live in a cheap country. So Poland turned out to be a good one. I moved to Warsaw. Um, and given the fact that that's the only amount of money that I had, $1,700, just seemed like a good bet. So I moved yeah. here and I've been living here ever since. Um, I stayed here because I met my wife. Um, I had kids. So it's kind of like now I'm entangled with the whole Polish um, culture. And I just kind of like, and not to use the word stuck here, but I, uh, this is kind of like my home base for the time. Got it. You know, Said, I'm curious about your, your mindset at the time when you know, you're still a kid and, and you've just now you got to figure out, OK, what do I want to do next with my life and what's my foundation and so on. But I'm curious about something. Uh, any fear uh, of leaving Ireland, like leaving your base or was it just this is my next venture or what, were you apprehensive about actually moving? Even though Europe is an open you know, continent, it's still a different yeah. country. I can't imagine Ireland and, and Poland having the same lifestyles and cultures and things like that. So what was it like for you just to actually leave? Yeah, to be really honest, I was just thinking that, hey, with this amount of money, I can survive about a month and a half in Ireland. And with this much money, I can survive about four months in Poland. And that kind of like um, thinking gave me, I was super excited about that. Hey, I can do four months. That's awesome. I will eat French fries every day and pizza and I will survive somehow. So was I scared? No, I was really just excited uh, to be able to get out. Um, I didn't go out much. I didn't travel a lot. So I was really excited to just see a different country to see how it feels. I didn't know the language. Nobody spoke English or at least majority of the people yeah. didn't. So it was, um, it was a fun adventure that turned it. I got a reality check really quickly. As soon as I landed in Warsaw airport, I was like, God damn it. I got to fly back. I mean, they don't even speak English. Right. You can't buy a train ticket. You can't right. buy a bus. You can't get a bus ride without speaking, um, Polish. So it was a reality check. Um, but yeah, it, I think the fear kicked in about week two when I was here, I was like, yeah, this is not going to work out, but the motivation to just kind of like prove uh, myself that, Hey, I can do it to get that degree for my mother just kind of like kept me around. Right. You know, and so you mentioned, you know, your entry into sales and like most of us weren't really familiar with cold calling, prospecting, selling fundamentals, negotiating, closing, all the skill sets that you need to be a, you know, a, a top performing salesperson. And so your first, you know, kick at the can, uh, did you get it right away? Was it a long, hard journey to figure it out? What was your first, you know, venture into sales like for you? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, I think I, I consider myself back in the day cocky and a big bullshitter. Like I could speak to folks on the phone, so I could cold call really well. But it turned out it, it's not really about the quantity so much so how you go about doing certain things because I was wasting a ton of time just cold calling people where folks were not really interested. That's back in 
2012, where folks were still a little more responsive to cold calls as they are, uh, as opposed to our, uh, the, the way they are right now. So yeah, I mean, it took a long time. I think I was, I was grateful. I was gracious enough to have a good teacher. My head of sales back then really carved the way how um, I am the way I am as a salesperson. I mean, they taught me from everything from Salesforce, which was my first entry into CRMs. Mm. Um, God, I, when I look back at it, it was a horrible mistake. Um, but yeah, they really taught me everything uh, the, in, in terms of what SaaS is all about. How do you go about doing outreach? What cold calling is, how cold calling should be done, um, cold emails, what kind of techniques are effective. And they were years ahead of what everybody else was doing at that time. So I'm really grateful um, that I had that kind of support because that really, that first one year or two years are really um, important and pivotal for you to be able to go and make a career yeah. in sales. Because if you don't learn the right techniques or you start doing things the wrong way, that's going to carry with you over time. And it really hinders your growth or the ability mm. to grow that is. You know, after well, how many years were you at usability and what was behind the decision to move on? Uh, well, I was there for about three years um, give or take. Um, mm. And one of the reasons why I wanted to move on was because I just capped out. I couldn't do anything more there than I was doing. Um, and I got a great opportunity. Uh, one of the, I think it was the biggest company in Poland at that time. They still are in terms of SaaS. Um, it was called LiveChat. How they're, I think they're a leader in, in, in LiveChat software um, globally at this moment. Um, and yeah, I got a great opportunity. They said, hey, we want you to be our VP sales, head of sales. I was... Um, like I said, ego got to me. I was like, yes, I want that title. The, the I want to be working for that company, that little brown kid coming into Poland, a white people country, and then talking fast and doing that. I want to do that and show it and shove it and rub it into people's faces. So that was the time I was like, Bart, I love it. It's been a great journey. He was like, yes, I, it's time. You should move on to bigger and better or to greener pastures. And we just on a Wednesday morning said goodbye. And I moved on to live chat. And it was you know, more money. You know, I'm curious about the, the the mindset of wanting to prove people a little bit. Do you recall mm -hmm. a situation where someone told you in the past that you you weren't you weren't didn't have the skill set to do it? You weren't able to. Like, where do you think the well, where did the energy come from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to do a lot of public speaking, uh, which is one of my CEO back in the day, who is the godfather of my son. Now, that's how close we wow. are. He was the one who put me on the stage. He was like, hey, you should speak um, in front of people. Just teach them how sales is done. How do you go about doing cold calls and cold emails and cadences? How do you set up sequences? So I started doing it and people started liking it. And the more I went out there and the more I spoke, sometimes a few times a week, the more people started to poke holes in my theories and, and my mm. strategies and everything. And I was like, hey, hold on a minute. I'm doing it. And it's it's working to some extent. And we were successful at it. The case, you know, being uh, usability tools. And folks were like, yeah, it's just, just one fluke right here. Um, you know, it's much difficult to, to build out a repeatable process, something that you can replicate in a different company if you do that in a different environment. But SaaS you probably won't be able to go ahead and do that. And um, yeah, the thing started to boil inside me. I was like, hey, maybe I need to go ahead and replicate it. Try to see mm. if it's going to work out at a different company. Of course, tweak it a little bit. So that drive right there, um, the eye of the tiger, so to speak, um, was there. And I really wanted to go and jump into a different company and see if this is what I'm doing can be replicated and turn into a proper process, which I just go ahead and rinse and repeat in every single company and see if it can be turned into success or some sort right. of success. That's fair. I can appreciate that. Your your time at live chat, was it what you wanted? 
Oh, no, absolutely no. not. I mean, wow, it was a okay. huge company. We're talking 200 people. Um, you know, you wear a suit to work. Uh, not suit, but like you have to be dressed up. Um, I was away from my wife. She was in a different city back then, my fiance. Mm. Um, and I had to move. But I was like, this is a great opportunity. I got to move. She has her own business. So she said, hey, if you want to go ahead and go do that, go ahead and do that. We'll meet on the weekends or on holidays or something. Figure it out, yeah. Yeah. And I did. And I really didn't like it, to be really honest. It was a, I was away from from my wife. I just I was in a different city. The people were um, I think they were closed. Off. I was the only foreigner in that company. So there was a language barrier. But beyond that, they had no sales up until that point. The CEO really didn't grasp the idea. I mean, they're so smart. They're really smart individuals. Yeah. But they really couldn't understand. Hey, outbound can take some time. And inbound should be done in a particular way. But no matter what I say, the results were ridiculously high. I mean, they were doing $100,000 in MRR, a new MRR every single month. And the numbers kept going higher and higher. And it just seemed to not make much of a dent bringing a VP of sales in trying to build out a whole team. Because even if I do whatever I want to do with outbound, it's going to take tons of time yeah, that's to fair. get to the stage to meet the inbound numbers that they're they're hitting and even then probably we would fail because the organic was doing so well yeah um so yeah it was not it was not what i wanted to it was just too jump too big of a jump too quickly expectations were high because this kid he can speak they saw me speak and they were like yeah this is it right but right. i wasn't a good fit i wasn't the right choice i i just i wasn't there yet to take that kind of mantle or title so how long were you there and how quickly did you realize it wasn't the right environment for you? Yeah, I was there. I started in, in, in January of 2016, if I'm not mistaken. And by the end of the year or September, I realized, yeah, this is not this is not what I want to do. So I think in, it was end of November, sort of December, where I sat down with the CEO. I said, yeah, I don't I don't want to continue. It's pointless for you to be keep, you know, it's important for me to earn a paycheck here right. um, and, and not deliver. It's just uh, I was away at my wife at that time she was she was pregnant and i was like all over the place i was like i can't do this away from the city i just affirm from from my family i can't and they said that you cannot work remote and i was like got it well i gotta go so the, the decision to move on did you leave without a job or did you have something in place yeah i left without a job and wow. i went to spain yeah <laughs> i i mean i was young. I didn't have a lot of expenses back then. And um, I didn't have a family to support. Um, and I was doing all right. Um, given the fact that a VP or head of sales title comes with its perks of money. Um, so I went to Spain uh, for a week with my wife and we came back. Literally, I was on a flight back and I got a text from my former boss, Bart. Um, and he said, hey, we just got acquired the usability tools by a company called Positionally, which is now going to be Unimo. And they're looking for a head of sales. Are you interested? I was like, Bart, I just, I just left the job. Yes, I'm interested. And he was like, all right. So we want you in Warsaw. And literally on the flight back, I went to them. We had an interview. We had a lunch. And they just said, yeah, this is the guy. We want him. You start Monday. I was like, okay, cool. And literally, I think it was by the end of December, I started, I started working with them. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the, the gap between the previous job and your current job or the job at the time with positionally Unimo was, was pretty minimal, but it's interesting that you made the choice to move on without a job. Talk about intention because you're married and you're not a dad yet, but your wife's expecting. So there's a lot of, yeah. you know, there, there's a, you know, it's expensive to have a family, right? Yeah. Well, like that. So, um, yeah. Happiness matters. I mean, the thing is, 
I have, a, I have a rule. If you can't bring your A, a game to work, just don't come to work. And if I don't believe it and I really don't feel like it, I just don't want to do it because folks will see it, the prospects. They will notice yeah. that it's not there. The results will suffer. So rather than coming to a point where they go, yeah, you know what? You got to go, dude. Um, I'd rather leave on my own terms and go down swinging. Well, you know, I have a lot of respect for anybody who bets on themselves. And that's what you clearly did. You're like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. There, to your point, there's something to be said about being happy every day and not feeling like you have an anvil on you to go to work every day, but rather I want to be here. You, you, may, you bet on yourself. You say, okay, well, this isn't working for me. Uh, I, I'm employable. I have skills. It's like, I'll find another job somewhere else. And then sure enough, because you did really well in the previous role, someone sought you out. And so the second time around with your previous uh, manager boss, so to speak, uh, the same, better, worse. Oh, it was great. It Great. was probably the best job I ever had um, in terms of it, it, it was a great team. We built the salespeople. They were great. The process was great. The product just worked. Um, we, we crushed the numbers. I think when I joined, we hit, yeah, the month that I joined, we, we did 2 million in ARR. So it was like a really exciting time to be um, working at positionally and we acquired another company and we grew the team and, you know, we increased the ARPU that we were getting um, from our inbound prospects and clients. So it was just, it was a really amazing time. So I really enjoyed working there. Um, although it was a brief stint, I would think it was like just over a year, maybe almost, yeah, you can see year and a quarter, but it was, it was, it was the most fun I had uh, working at a job. So w why aren't you there anymore? Oh, it was because I got a better opportunity. Oh, <laughs> to be okay. Really honest, yes. Um, so the with 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 uh, with positionally when they moved on and they acquired a different they acquired a different company, uh, they were just getting too big. We were going to go into outbound. We started doing that. We built that. The process was working. We were going to have more 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 people. But the thing that I lacked, one of the things that I really like doing is closing. I love to sell. Um, I believe that at that point to become a head of sales and not close for me would be catastrophic mm. because it's a muscle. If you, if you just lose it, it's going to atrophy. It's, it's, I can't, I was in like three, four years in, into sales. And if I were to stop closing then or start stop selling, then I'm just a manager at that point. I'm right. not a person who has that sales body to it anymore. And once you stop doing that, what happens is that you regress. You, you, I was starting to become scared of jumping on calls with prospects where I was like, dude, you probably know the product better than I do. Why don't you I have see. a chat? I got better things to do. Um, but that was the point where I was like, nope, that needs to change. Stop. I mean, I need to go back into a role where I can go ahead and sell because that's what I really want to do. Because at point when you stop selling and you start yeah. talking, you're really just preaching. You're not implementing any of the things that you've talked about. Sure, other people will implement it for you, but you're not the one doing it. You're not querying a quota. You don't know what it's like to jump on a demo. Sure, maybe once a month, sure. But the everyday pressure, that's what I liked. That's what I loved about sales. And that's exactly what I wanted um, and what, what I was not getting um, with uh, positionally, although it was just, it was, it was a great company. You know, it's funny that you say that about, you know, having that muscle memory and still wanting to be, you know, roll your, where you roll your sleeves up and want to do it. When I started up my company, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago now, uh, and I have a sales background at Xerox, I remember what, what somebody saying to me when I left Xerox and I started up my own training company now, a sales training company, I'd say, somebody said to me, Paul, wh why'd you get out of sales? 
Okay. And I said, oh, I said, I said, I haven't gotten out of sales. I said, I'm actually selling sales training. Now, if anything, I am more like into sales because it was just Absolutely. me at the time. Right. And so, but, but, but my mindset was very similar to yours. And that was, uh, I actually enjoy uh, the, the engagement, the skill sets and the sales process. I didn't, I never wanted to lose that muscle memory. Um, I just didn't want to have that happen to me. And so you make the move, where'd you go? Yeah, I went to uh, another company called Presley and it was again a SaaS company, but that time I wanted to get out of the talent pool of Poland. It kind of felt like that wherever I went, I was only speaking to Polish companies and I have huge amount of respect for every single company that is here and that I worked with even as a consultant. I really just wanted to get out of the talent pool and go stateside. That was my goal is to just get out of Poland and start working with folks beyond the borders of Poland. And I got this opportunity with Presley. I really liked their their attitude. I mean, they were very much like, hey, you're, it's, it's yours. Do it the way you want to do it. That's the budget you have. Work it. So I joined as a head of business development. I built out the sales process from the scratch. Mm. Uh, literally from the point of qualifying people to demos to opportunities, sending proposals all the way down and closing, even selecting the CRM, um, setting up the whole processes, even an Excel sheet where all the data is we track um, manually, despite the fact we have bare metrics and, and metabase and all that stuff. I just wanted to have that. So started that out as, uh, as, as a head of, head of business development, moved up to a head of sales. Um, and I worked there, I think at Presley about three-ish years. So again, uh, one of the long runs um, that I had with the company. And I really enjoyed it. We built out a good team. It was a great product. It just felt like, you know, it was, it was a great experience overall. A good change of pace uh, coming from positionally or Unimo. And did you move to the U.S.? I did not. I did oh. not. I stayed, I, I stayed here. So it was a remote position. That was actually my first remote job. Uh, but I, it, it was, it was kind of like a switch. So I would work sometime here, sometime there, and sometime even in, in, in Belgium. So it was kind of like a split, but that's exactly what I wanted. I see. Uh, was okay. to have a role where I get the opportunity to explore a little bit more um, of the world. And of course, work with a company that just fits my values. Gotcha. So you're able to, you're able to live in Poland still, still with your family, but your coverage was was outside of the of the borders of Poland. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So let, let's chat about this because you've had quite the ride thus far in terms of what you've been able to do and what you've been able to create. And you, you have a family growing at the same time during all of this. And now yeah. you have a new job. If I have my time right earlier this year, 2021, new job at Hubstaff. And I, I don't know what it's like in Poland right now, but over here in North America, the U.S. is doing a pretty good job with the vaccines and so on. But uh, it's no picnic over here. And globally, we're still not out of this a year into this pandemic and COVID and everything else. And so yeah. the, what was behind the decision to move on in the middle of a pandemic still in a new year? Yeah, um, to be really honest, I had a chat with my CEO uh, from Presley, Jesse, um, and I was actually consulting with Hubstaff about a year and a half ago where they just wanted to talk to me about um, certain proposals, certain enterprise level sales. And I was talking to Jared and, and Dave back in the day and they said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be building a sales team one day. I was like, excellent. You go ahead and do that. If you need help, just, just help let me know. Yeah. And they reached out in December saying that, hey, we're looking to start a sales team and we don't want to do it with anybody except you. And I was like, I already have a great job, but what do you got to offer? Um, so they, 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 they gave me an offer, which I couldn't refuse. And it, it was because it was a huge pay bump. Uh, but on top of it, it was an extreme challenge. Um, something that I've never had 
before in my life. I mean, it wasn't just about building a sales team or sales process. There was nothing there. There was no CRM, no nothing. So you literally had to go in on ground and then start from the scratch, given the fact that the company was already doing about 11 million in, in, in revenue, in annual revenue. Mm. So they didn't have a sales team at all. They never had one to be able to convince the CEO and of course show or the co-founder the value of, of a sales team to build out those processes, everything. It was a challenge that I just, I just couldn't say no to. I was like, I need that. And they said, Hey, we will give you the rope. Go ahead and do it. Prove it to us that you can, you can get this done. Um, and I said, Hey, I accept the challenge. I made the switch. I moved over, started my own team. Um, and it's been one hell of a ride um, uh, since. I mean, I have work absurd amount of hours, but that's just the way yeah. I like it. I, I'm just an energizer bunny from hell when it comes to, 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 to working. So it hasn't slowed me down, but I love it. It's you know, man, it's, I got to say, it's been great speaking to you because, as I said, it's been qu quite the journey, quite the story you've had this far. I mean, you're born in Pakistan, raised in Ireland. Yes. You're, you're turning the corner from your teens into your adulthood. And your, your mom says to you, here's 1700 bucks. Go find a school that, that will take you. You find Poland, you get to Poland and there's no English, not like there is in, in obviously in Paris and Rome and, yeah. you know, obviously the UK and so on, but in Poland, it's not as, um, as, as no, it's non-existent. It's non-existent, right? Exactly. So you get the pull and you're ready to leave with, uh, just on the, at the airport. You stick it out, you figure it out. You meet your wife. You're, you're now a dad uh, and you've had some great runs at some great companies. And so, you know, Sayed, I always like to ask anybody who's a guest on the podcast, if you had one piece of advice or something that's really been your go-to, like what's been your foundation thus far in your career? Mm. Yeah, I think it's about staying grounded, to be really honest. Just don't let it get to you. I mean, I've had some great offers and worked with some companies where, honestly, I wasn't deserving of those titles. I wasn't experienced enough. And I so see folks with two years of experience, three years of experience being VP sales. And I always say, just stay grounded, keep working, be the hardest working person in the room. And that's something that I, that I try to do every single day. I come into work early morning. I stay until late. That can be a positive and a negative, but at the mm. same time, I always, always believe that if you just work hard, just work hard, life has a way of coming back and, and paying back to you. So just stay grounded and work hard and, and always be the hardest working person and show that, lead by example. And I think sky's the limit. I love it. Well, listen, man, it's been great to, to meet you and I appreciate the time. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. You bet. All right, everybody, let's wrap up this episode right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Stay safe, everybody.